5-Hour Energy is energy on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then 5-Hour Energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home, like doing an honest day's work for your boss. Getting rid of old clothes. Oh, my old bell-bottoms. Scouring the grout in your shower. Working out on that old stationary bike. And so much more. Go to the store or order online at shop5hourenergy.com. 5-Hour Energy. Energy for hunkering down. Yankee fans, spring training is here. Games are here. It's exciting. Most exciting time of year for me. Probably for Greg, and hopefully for you too, back uh, at home when you're listening. And uh, this is when the fun starts. So, what are you thinking, Greg? Uh, I think it is the most exciting time of the year, except for when opening day comes around. But it's it's finally here. Right. Finally. Opening day of the year, you can't beat that when all the teams are in action. Uh, mm-hmm. but, it should but be a national you, holiday, I'm telling you. Might as well. I mean, I know I call it from work, so. <laughs> By that, I mean I call myself. So. Oh, that's right. You are the boss. <laughs> uh, but um, no. So for uh, if you're an individual fan of a team, uh, this is the most exciting time of the year. The new faces come into camp, uh, whether it's free agents or uh, young players trying to make the team. Uh, it's exciting stuff. Uh, and the Yankees are nothing short of that. They have free agents, they have trades, they have young guys. So some competitions going on. Yes, sir. Um, as we all know, there's the big first base competition. But uh, before we get into that, I just want to say, you know, the Yankees have played six games so far. We're a, we're a week into spring training. Uh, they are three and two. They had a tie last night with the Baltimore Orioles. Uh they had their A squad going last night, but I just want to put it out there, you know, still first week of spring training. Guys are still getting their swings, still getting their timing down, still getting their, their arm angles and everything with the pitching and trying to build their stamina so they can last the whole season. We'll get into that a little bit more in a, in a minute. Uh, today, the Yankees are in Bradenton, Florida, which is not that far from Tampa. Okay. It's like a, I think it's like a 20-minute drive. Um uh, Facing off the Pirates, Luis Sessa will start for the Yankees. He'll probably get two innings in. And he goes up against uh, Jordan Lyles from the, from the Buccaneers, the notable notable pitch, uh, position players that are going, that are making the, the long trip. Uh, Tyler Wade, Troy Tulowitzki, Greg Bird, Clint Frazier, Miguel Andujar, or as, as MLB at bat, like to just put his just last Andujar. name. Just Andujar. Andujar. I don't know why. Uh, maybe he's, he's just going by one name now. And Esteban Floreal, a couple other uh, – young rookie players are there uh so it should be interesting you got some some big names and some some young up-and-comers coming in there yeah it's a very it's a very young squad but then you throw Tulitsky in there so yep, I mean, yep. Bit of both. He's, he's the old man on campus now at 33 34 years old but he's got the energy of a young guy so that he counts. does he does we'll talk about that in a minute the big let's let's jump back onto the big conversation the big story in camp right now and that's first base greg bird and Luke Voigt. Uh, both were off to very strong starts in the first couple of games. Uh, last night, Voigt didn't have as good of a game as he has had in the past, dropping his spring average down to 286. Although in his first game, he had a big three-run home run and uh, four RBI. Yeah. He's been kind of quiet since then. He's, I'm telling you, you know, don't take too much stock into what players are doing right now. Uh, look at more as how they're doing, how they're hitting where they're hitting the ball, what kind of a batch they're having towards the end of spring training uh, when they've been playing every day and, and now they have their timing down. Are they, are they making solid contact? Are they getting on base? Are they have working the count? You know, you can't judge a player's 
abilities by their first three games. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about with Troy Tulowitzki in a minute. But Greg Bird's been on a tear since yeah. he started spring training. He's come Looks out good. swinging. He's, uh, he's, at, he's hitting at a 625 clip right now with a home run and three RBIs. And the great thing about Bird is he's going the opposite way. When he's on, when he's the Greg Bird, when he first came up in 2015, he is hitting the ball to all fields and he's hitting the ball with power to all fields. Yeah. So this is good news for Yankee fans. If, if you're trying to, if you're on team bird, obviously, if you're not, you're probably cursing him out and hoping he gets cut in the next three days, <laughs> which isn't going to happen. So get off that train. <laughs> which should be any Yankee fan. No, you shouldn't be rooting against any Yankee player. At this you shouldn't. Point. No, no. You're a Yankee fan. You should be rooting for all Yankees. I get that people really like Luke Voigt and the energy he brought to the team last year. And that was great. And you, you don't know if he's going to bring that to the team this year. You don't. I mean, he'll always be energetic, but you don't know if he's going to hit 14 home runs in two months like he did and bat three, 14 or 15 or whatever it was. He, he, he could have been lightning in a bottle. He could be handed the first base job this year and struggle and hit 222 like Greg Bird. And then everyone's going to be jumping on the on the bus about him getting cut. And why isn't Greg Bird? And, and you know, so back off. <laughs> it's, it's a it's it's a, it's a competition and it's a competition for Yankee fans. It's it's you want both guys being the best they can be. You want both guys uh, clicking on all cylinders. So that's a tough uh, choice for Boone. Mm-hmm. And then you can have other options, which we'll get into soon too. I'll possibly keeping both of them because I don't see why there is why they can't do mm-hmm. that. You know. So so let's let's talk real quickly. Uh, what's the advantage of having Luke Voigt? I know well, you're a big you're a big you're a big uh, Luke Luke Voigt supporter. I know you you're also a Bird supporter as well, but I know you. Really I am. Like Luke I am. Voigt, I, so. You know, it's it's hard to not be a Voigt supporter after seeing what he did last year for the Yankees, and not just the results that he had, but just the way he played the game. Mm-hmm. He just looked like winning is very important to him, and that's mm-hmm. what I loved. Uh, he even him flying out to deep left. If it didn't even go out, he's 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 jumping up and down mm-hmm. and wait the first thing it's going out, which can get a little t- uh, tiresome at, <laughs> at points, but. I like the energy, and I think that's what fans like about him. Uh, mm-hmm. Is just a, the, Bird, what he brings to the ballpark every day. Yeah, Bird is a little bit more reserved than than him. Uh, Luke Voigt actually kind of reminds me of Nick Swisher in a way. He's I can very, see that. He's very bubbly. He's very energetic. He he wears his heart on his sleeve, just like Nick Swisher. Uh, even Clint Clint Frazier is a little bit like that. Uh, actually, I heard that Swisher had to talk to Frazier. About being so outspoken, but we're not talking about Clint Frazier right now. Uh, right. Let's not get off topic here. Tone it back a little bit, Clint. Uh, wait till you <laughs> make the team first. But anyways, um, as for Greg Bird, you know he he's a left-handed bat. He can hit to all fields when he's healthy, when he's on. And right now he's healthy and he's on. The Yankees are a very right-hand heavy batting order. Right. The only left-handed hitter they have in their in their batting order right now, and it's only because Didi's hurt, is Aaron Hicks, and he's a switch hitter. Uh, so they, they need a power lefty bat, and that's out the window now that Harper's signed. Uh, so, you know, you need someone that's in your system to come through, and who better than Greg Bird, a healthy Greg Bird? So it's very important that he does have a very good spring. It's very important that he can show he can hit with power to all fields. So this is a big, big spring for both both Voight and Bird, but I think more so uh, Bird. It's it's very important for Bird, obviously, for mm-hmm. a number of reasons. Uh, and yeah, I, I agree. I like the, when you see a guy going opposite field that that shows a lot. 
Uh, Voight mm-hmm. did that very well. Went to right field a lot last year, which is another thing that yeah, Yankee fans liked. If I want, mm-hmm. if I'm trying, still trying to make a case for Voight, it is a hill go to opposite field. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Bird is definitely uh, back on the path he was in spring training a couple years ago, which is good and bad for me. It's good because it shows that he's kind of over the injuries for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's bad for me because even though he had that awesome spring, he was so terrible in the regular season. But then it came out. It was that foul, foul ball he had off his foot at the end of spring training, which yep. kind of derailed everything. Uh, yeah. But mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, uh, I want both these guys in my lineup. And mm-hmm. we could talk about a possible uh, – I, I kind of went over a possible 25-man roster with both of them on it. I think it could work. And then Aaron Boone did come out, uh, I think, as recently as yesterday, saying there is possibly scenarios they could both mm-hmm. make the team. I think he said it's a long ways away, and I, and I really believe that all decisions are a long ways away. So mm-hmm. yeah, well, it's still it's still the first week. Maybe and people he, like me and you took his comments a little too far when he said maybe, that Lemay is the backup first baseman. Yeah, he he didn't. Well, he did make a statement. He did. I mean, it came off as uh, decisive. You know, Lemay Hughes going to be our right. backup first base. So it's it's understandable for a lot of people to read into that, and it also presents the case. Well, what if they do go that way? And they only have Lemay carry Lemayhew as the backup first baseman. He'll play other places, obviously, but he's a right-handed hitter. So the best thing you don't want to have a platoon of a right-hander and a right-hander. Best case scenario would be to have Bird back to his Bird ways and and have and a lefty-righty complement. Right. Um, but he did make that statement very early on, which I thought was odd. He's made a couple statements like that very early on, you know, saying. Well, I think Pretty he gets much, uh, pressed. He gets pressed for answers, does. and he gives an answer of what he's feeling at that time. Mm-hmm. But this is this is Yankees universe, so everyone's going to interpret it in a million different ways. Uh, Usually I mean, negative. Negative, yeah. So Usually negative ways. So that presents that. I mean, it's something interesting to think about because I hadn't thought about that. I figured, well, last year they had the two of them playing, and and so why would that be any different this year? Uh, but you know, what if they did only take one of them? and sent the other one to AAA, or even used, if they both had a really good spring, could they then take one of them and then trade use the other one as trade bait? I, I don't think they'll ever trade either one of them because uh, Bird's too much of a, of a mm-hmm. liability with mm-hmm. the injury. Well, back on what you said a couple minutes ago is, you know, he's having a great spring so far right now, and what, what if he, he makes the team out of spring training and then he gets hurt? immediately knowing that you want to have that depth you need that depth for someone who hasn't you need the depth he can play a full healthy season so i think you need to have bird prove that he can do that before you make any big moves like that and it's unfortunate that you want to that you would stash someone like luke voigt or greg bird in triple a for depth when they could be contributing to the major league i mean i don't think it's the worst thing in the world if they have options because it's just triple a and we know from pretty much every Yankee season that guys get hurt all the time. Yeah, and look at the outfield last year. Up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at the outfield. We thought we were mm-hmm. so set at the outfield last year. And, and you know, we now, went over this a bunch of times in the episodes. There's just crazy people playing outfield for us last year. Yeah. And, well, the other thing is, is Boone has mentioned starting the season with 13 pitchers, which means they could only have a three-man bench. Now, they could start the season that way. It doesn't necessarily mean that'll last the whole season. But because pitchers aren't stretched out yet, Probably wouldn't hurt to have a 13-man uh, pitching rotation, you know, you between could. the bullpen, and then and then after you know pitchers get stretched out, then call up Bird or Voit and fill out the bench. Uh, so so just because they're starting the season in in the in AAA doesn't mean, necessarily mean they'll finish it that way. 
Yeah, so that's I wouldn't why take I'm, it. I'm I wouldn't read into it. That. Yeah. So, like you said, let's not read into everything Boone says. Uh, not put everything under a, a fine microscope. You know, take it for what it is. They're just tossing out ideas. They want to let you know that they're not settling on one certain right. thing. They want to, you know, explore all their options. Bottom line is, people just enjoy this race. I mean, it's so exciting to have two realistic uh, mm-hmm. players at first base. You know? mm-hmm. It's Absolutely. been a long time. It has. And, and you know, a couple of years ago, you had Bird and Voight, or not Bird and Voight, Bird and Tyler Austin competing against each other. And that was exciting. Uh, Bird had a phenomenal spring, so it kind of ruled out Austin pretty early. Uh, but, you know, the Yankees really haven't had much competition elsewhere except for maybe Aaron Hicks and Aaron Judge a couple of years ago. And that's when Judge made his rookie season and won Rookie of the Year and had that amazing season. Right. Uh, but as far as a true competition that probably will last the entire spring, we haven't had that in a while. You don't, no, you don't no. get that. Yeah, everything's yeah. usually set in stone. And like you said, let's not put too much focus on right right now. They're getting the timing set. Uh, Bird's obviously really hot out the gate, which is great to see. Mm-hmm. But let's see how they're playing in a couple of weeks and they have to start making cuts and not final mm-hmm. decisions. Then then we'll start really paying attention to how they are doing mm-hmm. game by game. Right. And now that you said that, let's let's take the focus on off of first base and put it on the rest of the roster. Uh, don't judge players off of what they're doing this very first week of spring. Just because Stanton strikes out, just because Jay Happ has a bad outing, doesn't necessarily mean that that's how it's going to translate into the regular season. You got to understand pitchers are still working out their mechanics. They're, they're, they're in game situations for the first time in months. Same with hitters. They're in game situations. They're seeing live pitching. They're just trying to get their timing down, trying to make sure they make good, solid contact. Just because someone goes over two, like, like uh, Sanchez did last night, doesn't necessarily mean that's how he's going to be the whole season. He made good contact in one of his at-bats. You know, the game wasn't televised, so I'm going off of what I heard. Uh, but you can't judge. You can't make that kind of judgment so soon, so early in spring training. Yeah, what I, what I look at when I see the, these at-bats is, is the type of at-bat they're having. So mm-hmm. if they hit the ball hard, then I don't care what the result is. They hit the ball hard. Mm-hmm. If they're If they're – you don't know what they're working on. If they're trying to go to opposite field more often and they do that, mm-hmm. but it's an out, it's okay. They went to opposite field. Mm-hmm. They're all making adjustments to their swings right now. And pitchers are usually throwing mostly fastballs right now to get their mm-hmm. arms going. So mm-hmm. you, the results aren't as important as the mm-hmm. at bats. Uh, well, that being said, Tulowitzki looks really good. If you yeah, want to talk about Tulowitzki, let's talk about him next. He's next in, on our menu here. Because even in 9-0, his latest home run, it was 1-2 count. He worked at the 3-2, and then he hit a home run. And he's ex- truly excited. When he rounds the bases, when he plays, you can see that he's treating spring training as a regular season game. And mm-hmm. I love that. And that's what he mm-hmm. needs to do. And he's smart enough to know that's what he needs to do. He's, he's winning over a lot of Yankee fans right now because of that enthusiasm. And it's the same reason why people are in love with Luke Voigt, because he, he's showing energy and showing a passion for the game. But you got to understand with Tulewitzki is he's trying to prove not only to himself, but to everybody that he can still play. And the fact that he's, yeah. he's only had four at-bats, but he has two hits and they're both home runs. So he's, he's out playing with a chip on his shoulder. The first game was against his former team, the Blue Jays. And on his first he at-bat, oh, he, yeah. he hit a home run off of Marcus Stroman. And he was celebrating around the bases because a lot of people, the Blue Jays told him that he can't play anymore. They're paying they him, told him, what, that. $20-some million dollars to just mm-hmm. go away? Yeah, and now, he's, now he's playing for the Yankees, and he looks he looks young, he looks fresh, he looks he looks like a different player, and that's what that's the reason why the Yankees signed him 
after his showcase because they saw the young Troy Tulowitzki, not the injured Troy Tulowitzki. So this is very good for Troy. And I, and that kind of attitude, that kind of energy is infectious. And it's going to spread throughout camp. It's going to spread throughout all the players up up and down from AAA, AA to, to the big leagues. And that's a good thing to have in camp. Yeah, now taking our own advice, we just said we need, you know, we, we need to back off a little bit and not get too excited about the results. Yeah, don't don't set but the bar up too high. It's just the energy that he's bringing, the way he's playing that that mm-hmm. we like. Fans want players to care about the game as much as they do, mm-hmm. and that's why we like guys like Boyd and Chilowski, mm-hmm. and uh, that's uh, even you know that's why we like pitchers that pump their fists in the mouth like Severino. Mm-hmm. We want them to care. We want them to show yeah. them to care, and that's but- that's what we're looking at. But don't discredit the players that don't do that just because they don't wear their emotions on their sleeve like a, like Greg Bird or, or like Jay Happ uh, doesn't mean that they don't care. It just means that they're not as, you know, um, they don't show it like those guys do. But right. they, they still care. Reserved. Apparently, Greg Bird took a month off after the season, bought a boat and, and fished for a month to clear his <laughs> mind because he was so distraught with how he performed last season that he wanted to make a big change he's not going to be all over social media showing videos of himself bench pressing 300 mm-hmm. pounds with one hand like Luke Voigt did but he is going to work hard and he's going to show it. and he looks different he he's moving different same with Tulowitzki he's a little more vocal about it because he, he's a little older he's been around so he can make statements like that but yeah. he's also trying to prove to himself his family and and everyone out there that he can still hack it he can still do his job and play shortstop which is a very physically demanding position i play it for rec league softball and my back, yes. my back feels it after a couple games um from just from moving around you move around more than almost pretty much more than any other position on the field it's true other than a catcher it's probably the most yeah the physically, most physically dem- yeah because you're you're moving back and forth you gotta go out for cutoffs pretty much to every field or you're, you're involved in the play in somehow right so uh Okay, speaking of other guys that we can't get too overexcited about, but it's worth noting is Tyler Wade. Tyler Wade's mm-hmm. off to a very good start. Same, similar to what he was last year, actually, if you yeah. if you his spring training. Mm-hmm. Yep, he uh, won that job. average, yeah. home run, two RBIs. Uh, so last year he did that, and he made the team the opening day. Didn't fare too well. So what do you think about this year? Uh, well, he's a year older. He's He's learned a lot. Um, I think maybe the uh, pressure got to him last year. He was trying to perform. He knew Glaber Torres was breathing down his back, so he probably put a lot of stress, a lot of pressure on himself to perform. Now I think he's he's going in there and he understands that he's not going to be a starter, but he he could be a very important player on this team. He's fast. He could play every infield position. Very quick. Except, yep. Except well, he'll he'll play up the middle, so he'll play second. He could play second to short. Um, I saw he played left field the other day. He could play in the yeah, outfield. Yeah, he played center in the minors last year. Mm-hmm. So he could and become – yeah, and he could become uh, the Yankees' version of Ben Zobrist. He could play anywhere. That's what they're hoping for. That's, That's what, what they're hoping for. for now. So, so I think he's embraced that title, and he's and he's made some adjustments with his, strength, his swing. He looks like a different player. He, he looks like he's playing with more confidence, which is a, a very good thing. And I would rather see him make the team than Clint Frazier – just because he provides uh, an added layer of flexibility, he can play anywhere. And having him and LeMahieu, two two super utility players, would be a valuable thing for the Yankees to have. Yeah, I think. Well, I, as of right now, I think the, the final roster spot is going to come down to Wade or Bird slash Voice. That's a whole other conversation. That's yeah. going to be a very very tough decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
But yeah, you gotta like this guy showing up for spring training and playing hard. Like you said, he looks more confident. He mm-hmm. looks like he's he's finally embracing the fact that he's maybe one of the guys now that he's been around in spring training for a mm-hmm. couple years instead of this new kid that's coming up. Uh, he's definitely older than guys like Floriel and uh, yeah. the other young young guys. But um, he, uh, I I hope he does well for his sake. I'm excited about the way he's playing. His speed is a weapon Yankees really need. They're they're a slow mm-hmm. team. He's they're also, a powerful team, but they're a slow team. He's also a lefty. And he's can't a lefty forget, either. Can't forget that. Uh, he's like a younger version of Brett Gardner, I guess you could say. Not as much the fielder, but the way he hits, the way he runs. Right. And he has, a, he, he has a little, yeah. Yep, you're absolutely right. I agree. Uh, so... But yeah, I don't know if I want him yeah. on the roster. I don't. I don't know if I want him taking Voight or Bird's spot because you're gonna have Gardner already out there, mm-hmm. so now extra outfielder, and you're already got LeMahieu. So. But the other thing is, is if he plays really well in spring and makes the team and shows that he can contribute, then even though he's taking a spot away from Voight or Bird or Frazier, uh, he could become a, a nice trade chip. He could become if a very he, nice if trade he, chip. If yeah. he can prove that he can be consistent off the bench, or at least put up numbers, then then he might not be able to start or play regularly for the Yankees, but he could do that elsewhere. He could he could be a, a starting outfielder someplace or He's the kind of guy that you appreciate the way he plays so much that you actually almost hope the Yankees trade him just so he can get a chance at starting mm-hmm. somewhere. Very because similar he deserves to, a, a chance. Um, Dustin Fowler a couple of years ago. Exactly. I was a huge Dustin Fowler uh, you fan, as you know, and I, I was always against that trade. From the very time he made the trade, I hated it. <laughs> Well, but I like the fact he got, he got a chance too. to play somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to feel that way about Clint Frazier because yeah. it's a guy who was in the Indians organization. He's coming up to the minors. He was highly touted. The Indians highly. now have no outfielders. He'd mm-hmm. be perfect there. But instead, he gets traded the Yankees, and he's just constantly stuck in the minors. Mm-hmm. Last year, he had obviously all the concussion problems. But he's just blocked again this year. And you almost mm-hmm. feel bad for guys like that. Exactly. But exactly. I don't know what I don't know where that fits in our conversation, but no, no, but I'm feeling right now. <laughs> no, but it's it's true. It's definitely something that uh, the front office needs to consider. They need to understand that you have these guys, and that's why you have these guys for depth because you don't know who's going to be injured in May or in June or August or whatever. And and if these guys can prove they can produce, then they slide right in to these to these uh, spots in the in the roster and. And that's the problem that they fell into last year with the outfield. And we bring it up, I feel like, every episode. You don't want guys like Shane Robinson starting games. You want guys that, that can contribute and can put up numbers. And and if they can necess- not necessarily are a, a bona fide bench player, but someone that could start on another team. That's why they signed LeMahieu, because he's depth. He's depth for Le- he's depth for Tulowitzki. Right. He's depth for Torres. He's depth for Andohar at third. He can obviously play first as well. You know, if one of these guys goes down, you know that you have a quality product, a quality player that you can slide right into these positions and not miss a beat. Right. So it's 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 good for the organization, bad for the players. I know that's why they have to rule five draft. Right. They can only have they only can only have a certain amount of people mm-hmm. on the forty man roster, and after that, right. you have to let the teams come in. And I know I know going into I have to look it up. I know going into next CBA, they actually want to further that, and you can only have a certain amount of prospects that you're just trapping basically in the minors mm-hmm. and, and i think it's i think it's a good role to have something like that yeah well that brings up the i mean and that also brings up the whole vlad guerrero jr story where the blue jays are holding him down to start the, in the season minors for a month in the minors for a month like they like the yankees did with Torres last season uh just so they can get an extra service year out of him before he has to go to arbitration right. players hate uh, that because they don't think it's fair to ever mm-hmm. uh 
such control. I I'm not mm-hmm. opposed to it. Spend an extra month in Myers. I'm not fine. opposed to it either. I am opposed to though how the Blue Jays are handling it. Every scout in the major leagues is saying Vlad is ready. He he's a right. MLB and then, product. And then you got the Blue Jays front office turning around saying he's a minor league player. They're he's lying. And they're they're doing it because it, it's plausible deniability, right? You're saying, well, we don't recognize him as a as a MLB player, so we're gonna put him in the in the AAA. And they'll never come out and say that's exactly what we're doing so we can get an extra year of service time. They're just saying it to cover their tracks. Yeah, it's, pitchers it's are saying when we're it's, when we're pitching against this guy in simulated games, he's he's a presence in that batter's box. He is mm-hmm. a legitimate major leaguer. It's true. But yeah, that's just lying to your face about it. It, it is. So I mean, that's a whole different conversation. But it, you know, it happens, and that's a, a recurring thing with all these young prospects. And we saw it last year with Torres, and we're seeing it now with Vlad Guerrero Jr. And we'll probably see it again next year. And unless What's they up, do the next top prospect, yeah, yeah, unless we see something change in the next CBA, which they probably won't because then, you know, someone's got to give up something in that situation. And you don't know, mm-hmm. you don't know what both sides can, are dealing with. So anyways, uh, so back, back to the Yankees. Yankees. Yeah. Uh, do we have any concerns <laughs> so far? I know Ellsbury still hasn't reported to spring. Uh, they're going to reevaluate him next week. See where he so, is. He's just started running on flat ground this week. So going back to basically the gist of this whole uh, episode about overreacting is you should not have any concerns based on statistics right now. Or results. The only, if you have any concerns right now, it should just be because of straight injuries. And I feel good about the Yankees right now. Ellsbury, mm-hmm. I could care less about. I don't know anyone else that is suffering any injuries. I mean, you got teams like the Dodgers, or Kershaw is a huge question right now. He's having yep. some big issues. And so Yankee fans just feel lucky that Yankees don't have any of that right now. So mm-hmm. no, I, I, I mean, really don't have any concerns right now. I mean, now. outside of Didi, I mean, no, I and mean, we have enough depth to cover for him. The, and we knew about TD going in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other, I mean, look at the Royals right now. Salvador Perez has to yeah. have Tommy John surgery, and yep. he's he's one of the best catchers in the game. Imagine if Sanchez, we found out tomorrow, had to have, you know, and, and we we're scrambling for catchers again, like we were last year. Last year, Roman mm-hmm. started a, a career high number of games, and we don't have that issue this year because Sanchez is in much better shape. He he's slimmed down a little bit. He's He's gotten a little more muscle mass, and um, and he's healthy, and and that's very important for everybody on this team. Hicks is healthy, Bird is healthy, you know, all of our pitchers are healthy. Uh, CC's getting there, uh, but he will be healthy come the he start of the season. So you know, count our blessings right now. Everyone's healthy. So no concerns for you either, then, right? No concerns for me. Uh, I'm keeping an eye on some of these on some of these other players like. Uh, like LeMay, Hugh, and, and Stanton. I want to start – Stanton hasn't really made any solid contact yet. Again, it's very early. So I want to – I'm hoping that he starts picking it up a little bit. Judge came out of the gates swinging. I'm not worried about him. He's, you know, he's Aaron Judge. But Stanton is a guy I am a little worried about in the sense where, um, you know, they're expecting big things from him this year. They're expecting him to have a monster year because he's now been in the American League for a year. Uh, so yeah. he, he technically should – I'm I'm hoping that that's the case and that he starts making solid contact. He starts hitting bombs. He starts, you know, trying to be the player he was in Miami and not so much trying to to shut up all the all the naysayers. He he, he should he just needs to focus on what he's doing. So that's a that's a key for me moving forward for the spring training. I think he's the the big key. Hap is another one for me. Um, he was very effective when the Yankees brought him over from Toronto. Uh, one of the best pitchers on the on the staff in the second half of the season. Uh, they signed him to a long-term deal. I want to make sure that he's 
he's hitting his spots and he's getting guys out and getting ground balls. And if he's getting beat around in spring training, then that, that might translate to something. But again, you don't know what he's working on. You don't know if he's trying to implement a new pitch, trying to change arm angles or exactly. whatever. Uh, but it is, he is someone that I want to keep an eye on because there was such a big controversy when the Yankees signed him instead of Corbin, um, you know, as to him being the answer. And I agree. I think he is the answer. I think he's a good pitcher. I just think that he needs to get there in spring training first. And I, and I, and I think we will, we should wait to be concerned until the end of spring training when he's there pitching mm-hmm. five, six innings. And it's, yes. it's, he only threw a, two a innings. Up for he only, yeah. yeah, he only threw two innings the other day. So it's nothing to be uh, surprised about. It happens. Know, guys are yeah, don't, the rust. So don't, but he is, I'm curious about him. I want to see him a full season with Zach Britton, see him a full season in pinstripes. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how that works out. Okay. So. And I think, all right. Well, <laughs> all right. So you have, you might have a few concerns. I don't have any. And I do, but they're, goes. they're minor. They're minor okay. at best. All right. Uh, so with that said, remember anything can still happen. Spring training. It's exciting. It's fun. Embrace the fun. Enjoy it. Just be happy. Baseball is back in our lives. Yeah. Uh, for any Northeasterners out there like myself, uh, Listen, we're shoveling snow still. We're getting more this weekend, so uh, just enjoy the time. Enjoy. Yeah, if I could it's, open it's, that, if I could open that window right now, uh, you'd see some sunshine because it's nice and warm down here in Florida. Well, why don't you just keep that shut then? All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So that wraps up this episode of Yankee Chatter. Uh, please subscribe to our uh, YouTube channel. Search Yankee Chatter on all the social media networks. Uh, you got Facebook, Twitter and instagram we're there search yankee yankee chatter uh and don't forget we're on itunes you can download us take us with you wherever you go why wouldn't you want to take us with you we're charming we're delightful enjoy us yeah we'll talk to you in your car why not you can't talk back which is even better (laughs) i like that uh but (laughs) um just check us out keep us keep us uh in your in your back pocket there uh, but with that said, I'm Greg Andriano. You can find me on Twitter at Greg Andriano zero five. And I'm uh, Brian Cormick. I'm at Twitter at uh, Bradder Chatter one. Uh, please feel free to engage with us. Have some discussions on there. We always appreciate it. Makes makes for some fun talk. Yeah. Yeah. We want to have fun with it. That's why we're doing this. So thanks again for tuning in. Catch us on our next episode uh, where we will talk about the Aaron Hicks extension. Thanks again. Have a great day. Go Yanks.